Hey, what's up, guys? This is Kyle here. You know, I got Soul Podcast. We're on number seven now. Got Ed with me. Got Tom with me. What up, guys? What's up? Does anyone what's believe we made to a number seventh? Can't believe we made to a seventh podcast here. I'm saying number seven. We got to give the people what they want, player. What they want is more good R and B, and to hear me rant and rave about stuff. So we hook up the people. Before hey, we start, we let- shout out to uh, shout out to Mrs. Superwife for always holding us down and uh, uh, being one of our biggest supporters and, and checking out every podcast we put out there. You know, we yo, see yes, Miss Superwife, I need you to follow a brother because you got your tooth on lock. <laughs> So whenever there are retweets, a brother has no idea what y'all are talking about. So y'all could be talking anything about me. So I want to see what's going on. So follow your boy, E.T. Bowser. Shout outs to Miss Superwife. And uh, thanks to everyone. Or actually, my apologies to everyone. Uh, we missed out on last week. Uh, we couldn't get the schedule together for everyone. So we couldn't coordinate on that. So we missed out on a week. But we got a lot of great things to talk about this week. Uh, we're going to try to do it every week. No promises, no guarantees, but that is the plan. But like I said, we're on number seven now. It's just a great thing to be on number seven. Um, and speaking of great things, of course, the, the topic of Janet Jackson, we talked about it in our last podcast. Everything is starting to come to fruition, starting with the tour, along with the new single, New Sleep. Let's talk about the single first. Um, Ed, I know you wrote a review on it. So talk about the single for the ones who have been living under the rock and haven't had a chance to hear the song yet. Well, let me be honest. I am very, when it comes to my reviews and everything, y'all know that I am known for being very honest and very blunt and very straightforward. But I am also can admit when I'm wrong. I will be honest when I heard Janet was dropping something new and the Janet, what what? see, Janet wasn't around when fans had all these weird, like, names for their groups, like the Beehive and the Tay Martian. So I don't know what y'all call the Janet fans, but they were so hyped. And I was like, it is no way. There is no way that whatever Janet drops can live up to what what they're looking for. And we talked about this in the last podcast. You can't expect an artist to take it back to 1993. But let me tell you something, player. With that no sleep, she took it back to 1993. That song sounds like something that was plucked from the mid-90s, but it doesn't sound dated. It has a slight upbeat tempo that kind of gives it a little bit more uh kind of a current feel but it's got that smooth seductive sound that janet is just known for she came back and snatched that crown on y'all i am very very impressed with this song and tom i'll ask you then with this song as ed has has explained it's classic janet r&b which you know r&b let's face it it's not on urban radio Definitely not on pop radio. So with a song like this for Janet, who is, I guess, considered a legacy artist, how are you going to define the success of this record? It's going to be tough. Uh, I hope that, I mean, I really don't consider Janet Jackson an R&B artist. I consider her a pop artist. So I'm hoping that this catches on to pop radio somehow. I mean, she's had a lot of success there in the past. And... I don't know. It's a whole different different time than when she was releasing music in the past. The standards are different. The radio is totally different. So I'm just curious to see how it catches on. But you can't count out someone like Janet Jackson. And uh, to me, I'm just going to have to wait and see. Yeah, yeah I think it would be not. And of course, with with all these legacy artists, whenever, you know, like I mentioned last time, when they met, when they put out a single, it's going to get some airplane, no doubt, just because of who they are. 
Um, what determines if it's a success or not is what happens two months or three months down the line. And I think Janet Jackson has planned this so perfectly because she's also going on tour uh, to support the single. Um, a lot of different dates. Surprisingly, New York is not on that date, which kind of on that on that tour, which kind of surprised me. But she's going to be traveling all over North America to promote this single. Um, you know, and when it comes to tours. It's always great to see the big stars, but you know these tours, these major tours, is also a great opportunity for a new artist to gain some exposure as well. We've seen Beyonce do it with Luke James. We've seen Usher do it with August Alsina. Um, you know, with Janet, she hasn't announced in an opening act yet. But who do you think would be a good fit for that? Well, we kind of threw it around some names the other day. I think that the most obvious fit would, of course, be Sierra because her career has so mirrored Janet's up until this point. But I think that Elijah Blake would be very, very interesting to pair up with Janet because she's one of those, he's one of those artists that you just said that would really could really take a lot away from touring with her, get a little bit of that Janet stardom rub, and could set his career on another little plateau. So. I would hope that we could see him ride through, but, you know, I don't make those decisions. I just talk about them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of people had said Sierra. Some have said Tinashe. First of all, it doesn't really make sense to have an opening act kind of be the same type of artist as, you know, the headline act. You've got you to gotta have some variety in there, especially because Tinashe and Sierra are both so heavily influenced by Janet. It's just, it's just not fair to them either. I mean, that's a good point, too, because they're already going to be measured by her anyway. And now that she's back, they're really going to be stepping up against their mirror image. But then to, like, perform and then have the queen take the stage and follow behind them, they're going to look like some peasants. So I agree with kind of switching things up. But I can understand why someone would kind of pair them with her. It just makes sense. And I believe I read somewhere that Sierra and Tanashi will, will be... Uh part of a BET tribute to Janet Jackson at the next BET Awards show. So we'll see how that goes. But, um, you know, Ed, speaking of Elijah Blake, he just put out his album today, actually, just released his new album, Shadows and Diamond. Um, he's a, you know, he's a big supporter of our site. We're a big supporter of him. When, uh, you know, you know, someone that we really consider to be one of the up-and-coming R&B artists, especially... The male side, uh, and I know you had a chance to review his album. Uh, just talk about his album a little bit. Yeah, and I was very presently surprised with that album. I didn't expect that album to be a total bust, not, and I don't want that to come off of you know my next few statements. But I really, a lot of his earlier stuff, his EP and some of his bigger songs, I, I, I liked them, but I wasn't in love with them. I liked the potential that he showed as an artist, but there was nothing that ever came out prior to this album that really drew me in. So I was really, really surprised and encouraged by the album that I heard because there's the most fun thing about reviewing albums is when you go into an album and you listen to it and you think it's going to be all right and you're like whoa I like this song whoa I like this song oh this song's kind of hot too so it sucks you in and his album did a great job of that for me it's very it's very atmospheric I'll go with that and it's it and it carries a theme throughout but the most important thing is the songwriting and that's where he made his name but the songs are so well constructed that he takes old themes like Oh, my girlfriend got a girlfriend. Y'all know how many songs we have heard with that thing for the past two years. But he spins it, puts it on his head, and kind of just makes different, takes those things and put them in different aspects. He has a song called Faded that talks about a girl, 
you know, kind of drinking our problems away. Now, as many songs as we hear about faded, 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 y'all know these joints. And I think we, we kind of glorify the drug over the actual issue that the person is having. And he kind of flips it and he talks about this girl's life and what is causing her to actually kind of partake in these substances. So these are little su- subtle things that really make his song stand out from the norm. And he did a really great job with the songwriting. And again, the atmosphere of production really helps that. So good for him. He really, really impressed me with this one. And Tom, of I think we've been I'll, I'll add one yeah, thing about on. Elijah Blake. Uh, I, I always remember that uh, when we first interviewed him, it was a, a few years ago, Rock Nation. I think it was one of his first interviews when he was like on a press run after he just got onto the label with no ID and everything. I just remember him being like a really humble guy, and he's always been that way through the years. But many people haven't realized this journey for him. He started out as uh, I believe it was Red Styles on uh, YouTube. Yeah, years ago, yes. I think he was like 16, and um, it's been a long journey. It didn't happen overnight for him, so he's been building. I saw a post he had on Instagram today talking about how grateful he was and how many people doubted him along the way. So it's just cool to see people like that overcome, and, and he made it for his debut album. So props to him on that. Yeah, he yeah, been I mean, wrote under Red Styles under that name for a while, so it's really cool to see the progression. And you can tell from the songs that he's a really humble dude. Very he has a lot to say. And he's usually really using this opportunity to spread a message that's a little different for the norm. So anybody that's innovative with their work, you get props from your boys. So shout out to him. Yep. And we've had the privilege of, you know, covering all these new artists, um, being able to see them go from being unsigned to being signed to being able to put an out, put out an album, especially in these times with, you know, the help of social media and all these different blogs. Um, it, it's just great to see someone like Elijah Blake. You get to see the journey, and now you get to see the final product. So uh, big shout-outs to Elijah Blake. I hope everyone goes out, listens to the album, because, you know, I listen to it. It's a little different, and, you know, it's a little bit left field, but like you said, Ed, the, the writing is incredible on there. So everyone at least try to give it a listen. And uh, speaking of left field and, and albums that and music and artists that, you know, you really have to pay attention to and listen to, Miguel is dropping his album next week, kind of out of the blue, actually. I haven't, we haven't really seen too much about that album, but he's going to be putting it out. Ed, I know you just did a review on it. Um, just talk about the album. Tom, has that review gone up yet? Are we, um, are we public with it? As of 45 minutes ago, we were public with it. <laughs> well, that's what I'm talking about. See, you got to go to You Know I Got Soul because we are on top of it, player. We got them reviews first and they the hottest. So anyway, yes, I finally um, checked out Miguel today, um, listened to it to a few times, and I really enjoyed it. But I will say as a disclaimer to all of our You Know I Got Soul R&B faithful, it really doesn't play out like an R&B album. So this is one of those albums that you kind of have to go into with an open mind. Now, Miguel has always had that pl- that Prince influence, and you know he loves to mill rock and R&B. This album, to me, almost feels more rockish than R&B, the way the arrangements are. And if you've heard the single Coffee, that's kind of really the only R&B-ish song when I listen to it is more Lenny Kravitzy who actually appears on one of the songs. However, even though that it kind of leans toward rock a little bit more with R and B elements instead of the reverse, it's still a very, very solid piece of work because Miguel, as we know, again, another great songwriter, we got some great arrangements there and it's just different. It's just a breath of fresh air. 
And as we talked about in a couple past podcasts, Miguel's a guy who gets mainstream appeal and really kind of brings a little bit of new ears and eyes to R&B. So as long as he continues to evolve the style and stay true to it, I think he'll be it's a good thing for the genre. So, again, this is another album that I love. I gave it four stars. Play, I'm passing out these four stars like. Like like kids are on Valentine's Day giving out a little raggedy Valentine's to their girlfriends. I'm just tossing them joints out because we had some really good albums in the past few weeks, and Miguel's is one of them. So check out Wild Heart. It is Ed approved. Man, I don't know. Speaking of these album reviews, I don't know who's writing these reviews for the site, man. But that guy has a serious pen. He knows what he's doing. Well, I would have to agree with that, homie. <laughs> just to speak for myself. <laughs> If I must say so. And you know what? We're in 2015 now, and all these new artists that are coming out, everyone, you know, of course you're going to have some artists who sound like every other artist, but people like Miguel, people like Elijah Blake, they're really trying to push the envelope and develop a new sound. And, you know, it's it's clear today in R&B that it's not just one category anymore. There's so many different types of categories. You know, obviously you have the mainstream stuff. Shout outs to DJ Mustard. Um, you have the more alternative stuff that Miguel's putting out now. And then, of course, you have the classic traditional R&B stuff um, that a lot of urban AC fans seem to love. So just, I guess, guys, talk about the state of R&B. Are you guys a fan of the variety that's going on right now? I'm a huge fan. And it's one of the things that I've always been championing on my site, soulandstereo.com, if you've been sleep, soulandstereo.com, if you sleeping. So anyway, yeah, I love to talk about the the diversity in R&B and how it influenced the, you know, we've got funk, we've got rock, we've got hip hop. And there's so many things that make hip hop so diverse. I'm sorry, hip hop. R&B so diverse. And I, that's what I love about it. It can really incorporate different genres like reggae and just throw that little tinge in and give it a completely new sound. But it's still R&B. You can throw in a little bit of pop. But it's still R&B. It's just a different sound to it. So I love it. I love it. I love it. And that's why I kind of get heated on Twitter when we get into these, well, this person is R&B and this person ain't R&B and this person is R&B and uh, whatever, player. As long as they all have the same elements, the core elements of R&B, it's all good. I, I, I embrace the diversity. So let's keep the genre diverse and let's keep it moving in new directions because that's the only way it's going to grow. I, th- I think the key for me is too that not only do we have such diverse sounds, but we have we're in a state where we have no one really ever could disappear. You can always keep track of every artist and what they're doing with social media and everything. And so that what that means is there's always gonna be something for you. If the younger stuff isn't for you, your favorite artists from the '90s are still accessible. They're still making music. You can keep up with them. And there's still gonna be younger artists who are making the kind of music you liked if you were a fan of the '90s. There's that sound is still around. You just got to search a little bit for it. But that's one thing I like is that there's so so much out there that it's impossible to, to say, oh, everything out now is whack. That's so far from the truth. So even if you don't like what's on radio, you know, you know, I got so on so on stereo should definitely put you on to something you will like. So that's, that's one place you can point. go. That's a great yeah. point. That drives me nuts, too, because people are like, oh, it's so terrible. Well, if you only listen to one outlet, yeah, you're going to be only exposed to one sound of music. But, I mean, you can go on Twitter and see that I remember a couple years ago when Cut Close dropped a song and I just like almost wet myself at my laptop because Cut Close <laughs> came back. 
And oh. um, High Five had a song earlier this year, what might have been late last year, Different Kiss. That song is straight up 90s R&B and it appealed to a guy like me who loves that. But then we've got Miguel who's pushing the genre in different directions. We've got Elijah Blake pushing the genre in different directions. We didn't mention Life Jennings earlier. He's got a new album out released today. Shout out to my man Life. Huge, huge Life fan. And his album kind of hits in that kind of familiar, soulful realm. So again, that appeals to an old head like me. There's so much diversity, man. So you can't say that, oh, it's not like it used to be or there's not anything good or it all sounds the same. Well, you got to change your ears and where you're listening because it's lots of diversity out here, man. And you know what? Now that I think about it, Tom, your point that you brought up, you know, it just made me realize the term one hit wonder, that doesn't exist anymore. That's a great point, too. I I never liked that term because it's so subjective. Like, you could call someone, a, what is even a hit? Like, how do you even define a hit? What is a smash? Like, people release singles all the time. Just because it doesn't go number one doesn't mean it wasn't a quote-unquote hit. <laughs> but you're right. I mean, yeah. it's it's so tough to define, though, even more so nowadays than, than back then in the 90s when I guess it was easier to tell what was a hit and what wasn't. You know, well, it but definitely now it's like, was back then. Because you could always yeah. lean back on the charts. But now, I mean, something could be an absolute smash on radio or online. And, I mean, it's crazy because you could have that kind of influence there. But a song could still be memorable in the hearts of fans because it resonates differently. We can't judge hits by like, chart success like we used to. So it's just a different arena. So, Ed, are you pretty much just talking about the entire Beyonce album? <laughs> <laughs> Player, don't look. You do not need to get the um, the Beejancy after me because the Beehive, I stay in trouble with them already as it is. I'm going to chill on that one. Yep. <laughs> All right, guys, moving on to the next topic. Uh, let me ask you guys this. I'm going to throw it a word and you guys tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. So the word is... Ah, oh, jeez. Well, this is, this is not crazy. This, the crazy stuff is for later on in the podcast. You know how we okay. do it. But I, the, I guess the word is, <laughs> is indie R&B or independent R&B. Name an artist or a sound that comes to mind when I say indie R&B. Well, I'll say one thing. Can I repeat something I've heard before? Yep. If, if, you're, if you're indie R&B, that means you're whack because you're not you, – you got – you're not a major. You didn't make it. Huh. Mm. I've heard that. Mm. I've heard that too. I've heard <laughs> that too. You must be whack if you're an indie. That's all. I mean, I've heard that. It's funny yeah, because mean, the first thing I think of is soulful because I feel like indie artists just have the freedom to kind of just do them. And most of the time, that's when I get uh, the music that's produced. It seems to be the most authentic to me. That's the sound that just you can really have an artist just like fall into themselves and just deliver without any kind of any label saying, oh, you got to have 50 on this song where your DJ must be. So for me, I get soulful. But, man, I have heard indie failure so much. Tom is on one. Yeah, I, I like how Kyle flipped this on me. This was the topic I wanted to discuss in the R&D. <laughs> man, Kyle, but... still in topics out in these streets. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> What's your word, Kyle? Oh, man. Well, you know what? 
No, I brought up the fact earlier that R&B is so many different things now. Like indie R&B, I look at as, you know, it could be defined as what people like Kalani was, is doing right now, one of the new artists, just a different type of R&B. But then independent R&B can also mean, you know, like someone like Avon who just dropped a new single. So, I mean, it's just so many different things right now. I mean, R&B is just, it's a different thing nowadays. Well, the reason I wanted to include it is I wanted to educate some people based off of that statement I made. Indie is whack, major is what's up. Because um, a good friend of ours, Eric Roberson, who hosts the Soul Village show we help produce, yeah. he kind of spearheaded the indie movement in R&B. You know, a lot of people used to think indie R&B, oh, it's, it's like a sound that's so far out there or it's like underground or whatever. But really what it is is you're doing things yourself. You're making the, He made a conscious decision to shun labels and say, I'm going to do this myself. I'm going to put the album out myself. I'm going to fund it myself. I'm going to, you know, and then take in all the profit himself. And then eventually, that was in early 2000. Now, 90% of R&B artists are doing in that same path, which I think is really cool. But the point I'm trying to make is just because someone's independent doesn't mean they got dropped or they couldn't make it on a major because that's not the case at all. It's just that's the movement. You have full control over the creation of your music. Labels can't interfere and force you to sound a certain way. And I, I personally love independent artists. Like that's like a true a true artist to me. One who wants to take control of their career as opposed to letting someone else do it. So props to the indie artists who are having success with it. And props to Eric Roberson. Preach play. I'm about to pass the collection plate and um, close, open the doors of the church because you just said a word <laughs> right there. Yep. And then, um, of course, Tyrese is another example of someone who, Tom, like you said, being an indie artist doesn't necessarily mean you couldn't make it as a major because, you know, you look at someone like Tyrese, he could fit in with a major if he really wanted to. But again, he wants to take ownership of his music and, you know, you see what he's doing with his music now. He took it to the next level, though. I mean, it's a lot easier for him because he has money. But he was smart enough to do it all himself, and he did well. He did really well. So, And he's doing really well again with this. I think Shame is in the top five at radio, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yep. it's working again. New album is coming out when in July? Yep, it'll be out yeah, this summer. I so. Yep. How's that Shout review coming Shout out to in? the homie. <laughs> <laughs> player tell Tyrese to give me a call and hook me up, hook me up in the inbox but shout out to my man our good friend DJ Soulchild earlier today on Facebook he posted like every album that's coming out this summer I had to make my list so I can make sure my reviews line up are, and are on point so shout out to my boy yeah me and Buddha are, and me, speak, me and Kyle and we're, we're kicking our feet up this summer Ed you take over player, <laughs> they keep on releasing these albums at this rate I ain't gonna have a chance to Good Lord. Now, where's this Keith album? Now, can we please get that Keith Sweat album on the chart? I got to have that on my calendar, player. Why? Jamie Foxx just dropped an album. You're good. (laughs) Do you hear the crickets? I think I heard the crickets. (laughs) Shout out to Jamie Foxx. But speaking of (laughs) albums, uh, you know, the last time we had this segment, you know, we wanted to revisit R&B albums that maybe we didn't get a chance to talk about before. Um, or that we really wanted to highlight and, you know, just bring back great memories of these certain albums. So the album that I present you guys with today 
And I'm trying to think right now. I'm going through my R&B catalog. Let's go with... Uh, I got one. Faith. I got one. All right, you got one? Okay. Save Faith Evans for the next one. I got one. Okay. A-Marie, all I have, her debut album. Play, I just jumped down on my chair and flipped the chair over. Let me tell you <laughs> about how hot this album is. This song, I will, I'm going to take you back to 2002 because I remember this album so well. I love the single. We all love the single, Why Don't We Fall In Love. We all loved it. I took my behind to Best Buy. This is when people used to go to Best Buy on the day the albums came out because they were cheaper. I went there. They were selling Amory. I think it was $5.99. It was the cheapest I had ever seen an album. And I was like, why is this album so cheap? I, you know, my, my spidey senses were tingling. And for whatever reason, I had to, I was living in Louisville at the time, and I had to drive to Indiana to do something. I can't remember. So I listened to this album, like, on repeat, three times straight. And if anyone knows me, that even though, no matter what the album is, I can't listen to an album back to back. I'm just weird. I can't do it. This is one of the few albums I listened to three times in a row, three times straight, and I absolutely loved it. If I was reviewing albums then... Five stars for me. That's how hot it was. And, you know, just looking at the album now, it's so under <laughs> underappreciated. Um, I think people are finally starting to realize that, okay, this this is one of those cohesive albums that you can listen to from top to bottom. Um, shout out to Rich Harrison for putting that whole thing together. Um, and Amory, you know, we're still waiting on you for the next project. With Beta yeah. Breath Player, yes, I'm ready for that. I I think that's a great point, though, that it's the whole album just flows so perfectly and we don't hear a lot of albums like that these days. I feel like, no, we and don't because a lot of albums are pigeonholed in that. I got to have this song. I got to have this song. I got to have this song and it breaks up the flow. But that album from beginning to end, I just listened to, and I just drove around for like an hour and a half and just listened to it. You know, end to end to end to end. Amazing to the way that thing was laid out. Yeah. We got we gotta find Rich Harrison, man. We need to yeah. find Rich Harrison. That guy is elusive. <laughs> He's gotta uh, get back. Please pair up with my on girl Twitter. again. He is? No, he, I don't even think he's on Twitter. We gotta find him. Come on now. Rich, I'll run your Twitter account. Come on, we gotta get you back on board. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright, guys, what's the best song off that album? Oh my lord. I can't pick one. I mean, to say why don't we fall in love feels like a cop out, but it is. That was definitely is. Uh, man, talking to me, man. All I have, pick one of those three. It's got to be between those three. Not uh, yours, nothing Kyle? like loving you. I I think I would go with nothing like loving you. Oh, I mean that's up there. Like it's so the album is so cohesive. It's hard to put one song over the other. It is. All right, so the. The best song on the album is the album. There you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there. All right. I guess uh, the Faith Evans album will wait till next week, but uh, this week we'll have it uh, as A. Marie. All I have. Uh, classic album, guys. Yes or no? We Most know definitely. Definitely. And I would agree. Yes, this is a legit wow. classic album. Wow. Yes. Wow. You may be an underappreciate. I am very stingy. I can probably count on one hand the number of classics in the past 15 years. This is one of them. No question. Jeez. 
Shout-outs to Amory. Uh, Tom, I think it's time for rapid fire, this or that. All right. I'll leave it up to you. Rapid fire mode. We got a different uh, challenge this week. Okay. I'm going to name an artist. You both tell me right off the top of your head the best song by that artist. No thinking. First <sighs> song comes to mind. Okay. Ready? Yep. Genuine. So anxious. <laughs> yes, yeah, so anxious. What is this hesitation? I need immediate rapid fire here. Look, player, I'm just giving you that reel. You're lucky you got <laughs> that at the speed you did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. They do say things are slower in the cells, you know? Oof. 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 See, this guy saw... Let me, let me tell our listeners something real quick. Because <laughs> in a couple weeks, I'll be meeting my man Tom for the first time. I'm heading to New York um, with my wife for a trip. So if this is the last time you hear him speaking coherently, it's because I ran up on him and gave him that thug justice when I see him in a couple weeks. So go on, keep talking, homie. Keep talking. Actually, wait, hold on. Before before we get to that, I th- Tom and I are actually going to be in New Orleans in about a week for the Essence Festival. So we might not, you might not even be able to get back to New York, Tom. We, someone in New Orleans just might like, spear you. <laughs> even I don't mess with those N.O. dudes. Yes, yes. Yeah. They, oh, they keep it all the way, G. Yeah. <laughs> Can we get back to the, to the plan here? I mean, right. I guess you're the one starting the beef. I'm just bringing it to your doorstep. Next, we've got R. Kelly. Ooh, too much thinking going on. Oh, I was waiting for. I was waiting for Kyle. No, you go ahead, Tom. Uh, go ahead, Ed. Well, the first thing that came to mind was I believe I can fly, even though I don't believe that's the answer. But you said first thing that comes to mind, so there you go. Yeah. It's tough though. Like when I when you say first thing that comes to mind, the first thing that comes to my mind is trapped in the closet. But I don't think that's. The best oh thing. man! <laughs> Jeez, that's that's what makes it fun though. But as we move yeah, on, yeah, I guess. As we move on, Janet Jackson. Uh, I get lonely. Anytime, any place. Michael Jackson. Oof. Come I, on now. Thriller I is like the only answer. I think I can't help it. Wow, good song. I mean, that is a great song. Um, Tank. Please don't go. Please don't. Yes. No question. <laughs> Beyonce. Oh. Uh. I'm just going to go with irreplaceable. It's, it's funny you say that. The first thing that came to mind was Crazy in Love, and I'm like, ugh, because I'm not even a fan of that song. But then second was irreplaceable. But I got to go with Crazy in Love, per the rules. Sir Music Ford. Soul Child. Uh, I would say either Love or Don't Change. Yeah, Love. Even though, again, I'm not the biggest fan of that song. Love. Man, what do you want? I like heat, player. I like heat. Oh, man. And the last one is Aaliyah. Uh, are you that somebody? Really? 
One in a million. Yes. Although, are you that oh. somebody? It's probably my favorite. Whoa. Which uh, is? Are you that somebody? It's probably my favorite. Yeah, that's that's actually one of the records that you know I'm a little younger than both of you guys, but that's one of my first memories of R&B and how I really got into it was that song because I just remember the baby sample and that's kind of just stuck with stuck with me throughout the years. You were in the crib and you heard the baby. <laughs> yeah, I thought someone had recorded me. <laughs> I was demanding wow. royalties at the age of eight. <laughs> Uh, all, all right, right. so up. that wraps up Tom's rapid fire. Lastly, we can't leave you without a little food discussion because we all love food. So, are you guys ready for this? Well, yeah, well, they, if, if the if our listeners have not seen us, they would think that we were the fattest podcasters <laughs> in history because all we talk Actually, about is food. <laughs> but well, uh, hold on before before we get into. Uh, before we get into my question, I just want to talk to everyone about Tom. He's been talking about chicken throughout these entire podcasts. He actually yes. told me yesterday that he's oh, wait, giving wait. up red meat. I have a special announcement. Ed, okay. you're about to be on the floor. I have uh, I have given up eating red meat. What? Officially. <laughs> well, I mean, I must be honest. I have to I have been told medically to stay away from it because <laughs> look. Black folks got that black cholesterol player, so my daughter was like, you need to chill out on that stuff. But I still, you know, partake every once in a while. So why the sudden change from the red meat? It's, it doesn't appeal to me, and it's unhealthy. So I mean, it is. But, Lord, it tastes good over an open fire player. I like a juicy burger from time to time, but I could live without it. Just make it an occasional treat. Don't worry about <laughs> You go down to New Orleans in about a week. We'll see how uh, how well Tom can survive. Exactly. The guy, does, the guy doesn't eat seafood either, so I, I don't know what he's going to do. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Because this is news to you, boy. You don't eat seafood? Nah. I don't know if I can continue this conversation. <laughs> Play, I'm from VA. I'm from the coast. I'm from Vibe Beach. Like you, like you came up on seafood. Like, uh, you know, I had like crushed shrimp in my my baby bottles like they we are serious <laughs> about our seafood. And you not nah, living that much, fish life? What in the world? Pretty much chicken, yogurt, spaghetti, and a little turkey. That's about <laughs> it in my diet. <laughs> what a sad existence you live, player. <laughs> the, the guys, the website that you visit is run by this guy. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, back on topic, uh, this will be the last food debate that we have for today. So we already talked about the sausage, ham, and bacon in one of our previous podcasts. Mm-hmm. Let's up it up a notch. All right, guys, if, if you guys could tell me which is the best out of these three, pancakes, waffles, or French toast? Pancakes, player. Pancakes. No, no, no. So plain. It's like, mean, a piece of, it's like a piece of nothing. It's a piece of nothing if you put nothing on it. Are you just eating pancakes like potato chips? Yeah. You're just like eating around things? <laughs> yes. Well, what do you put, put, some, put some, I need some butter on it. I need some syrup on it. Like, what? What? He didn't specify condiments. I don't know. What are the rules here? No, you can, well, it, it's a given. I don't know. I thought each one was put on the plate in front of me, and I just had to choose one of the three plain. 
I wouldn't eat any of them plain. Good Lord. <laughs> Well, well, all right, Tom. Tell well, us what you would choose since you didn't say anything. Which one? I'm going with the. I'm going with uh, the waffle. Con- condiments included. I'm going with the waffle. Put some, put some whipped cream on there. Good to go. Put that on your pancake too. While you're at it. Eh. Pancake is so. I might dry. be. A, I might be a pancake. I might be a pancake guy myself, actually. Exactly. I'm, I'm yeah. a big IHOP fan. No love. But- but just no pancakes? No. I mean, they come with pancakes. Damn. They bring them out. You say, get them out of my face? Pretty much you just even? throw them out. I throw them out, basically. <laughs> Gosh. They are hungry children in Africa, and you're throwing out your perfectly good I-hot pancakes. My goodness. <laughs> I'm about to tell you guys another true, uh, you know, I got soul story. Okay. I feel like, Char- I feel like Charlie Murphy right now, but... uh. <laughs> True, true. You know, I, true. You know, I got sold story. Um, we, uh, I mean, we go down to New Orleans for the Essence Festival every year. We've covered it for the last two, going back again this year. Um, one of the things, and this, I guess, is for all our readers. If you go on the IHOP website and you sign up to be a member on their newsletter, you actually get a free meal, a free coupon each year, and uh, we always uh, sign up for that around Essence. So. Then we go to New Orleans and we get a free meal at IHOP. Um, I hope that doesn't ruin our sponsorship with any uh, with any IHOP <laughs> offerings because IHOP, if you're listening, we would love for you to sponsor us. <laughs> Probably not. You might get some. You know, I got soul stalkers hanging out at all the IHOPs looking for some you know, those signatures from Kyle and Tom trying to get those autographs going. So you might have a loyal following outside. Wow. <laughs> I think the cool thing about this podcast is it gives, you know, the readers an opportunity to know us. So if you know us, you know that we're not eating. Well, Tom's not eating seafood. I'm going to try to scam my hop any way that I can. (laughs) (laughs) And Ed, as crazy as he sounds on those reviews, he's just as crazy in real life. (laughs) Every bit of it. Yes. Man. Yeah. So, I mean, that pretty much wraps up this podcast, I believe. Uh, We're still planning on a special feature that we're about to have. Um, still trying to work um, you know, out all the kinks, but I mean, I present this question to all the readers. Uh, what do you think, you know, if you were able to compile the greatest R&B team ever, just, I guess, seven or five R&B artists and, you know, the greatest ever, which five would you choose? I'll leave it at that. And, um, you know, we'll come back soon enough. Uh, hopefully we'll get a podcast in next week before we go to Essence or maybe we'll do one you know, while we're in New Orleans. But, um, you know, I think that's it for this week. Um, if you guys have any questions or anything, feel free to hit us up. Um, Ed, tell us what's going on with Soul and Stereo, aside from the thousand reviews that you've written in the last three hours. Good Lord, yes. Well, um, <laughs> for those who don't know who haven't been following me, your boy just bought a new house down here in Alabama. So most of my time has been tied up in the official unveiling of Bowser's Castle. So... Most of my <laughs> blogging has really been kind of sidetracked. So this week, I hope to hop back in the groove. So we've got some more love letter questions from our readers who are looking for some advice from your boy. So I've got that coming. And I've got a couple of more um, reviews that are going to be hitting us as well. Like I said, I've got the Life Jennings review that just went up. And go to you know I got soul.com for that new Miguel review. 
So there are lots of reviews, lots of music, and you know your boy got some opinions on them. So check out both sites. I got plenty of content popping off. And actually, I was just reading one of these love, uh, love letters recently. I don't know how I even ended up on them, but I read one of them where you said that, you know, in the beginning of a relationship, it's better to start start off as friends. I think that was what the article was about. Mm-hmm. Now, Ed, was, one of my favorite... One of my favorite male R&B artists is Mario, and he has right. a record called Just a Friend. I remember it well. So you can't tell me that it's best to start off as friends when you see Mario going through heartbreaks like that. Oh, my. <laughs> listen, player. If Look, shout out to Mario. I love Mario. But if you are getting your love advice from Mario's videos, we got a long way to go. So we'll just, <laughs> say, just submit the question, and I'll go in on you like everybody else. For sure. <laughs> and, um, you know, of course, on You Know I Got Soul, got a lot of great interviews coming up. Uh, Tom, what was the last interview we published? Vivian Green on Monday and tomorrow we've got RL coming, which I'm excited about putting out there. So we got a lot of good ones. And I think last week we had Tamia for those who uh, we didn't podcast. So a lot of good ones coming. Yep. And then one that will probably be coming next week. I don't know why I did this interview, but I did. It's with Chingy, the rapper. <laughs> but I, I put an interesting twist on it. I asked him about his R&B collaborations because, let's face it, he's had some pretty decent R&B collaborations with people like Tyrese. And um, so we're going to do that as well. We got that interview coming. Uh, and, yeah, we'll be in essence for uh, uh, next week. Um, so, you know, I think that's it for this week. Uh, again, if you guys have any questions, hit us up. You know, I got soul.com. You can hit, hit us up on our Facebook. Um, some people have been asking, you know, where can we find all these podcasts? You can find it at, you know, I got soul.podbean, like bean, uh, dot com. You can also find us on iTunes, just typing, you know, I got soul. And, you know, if you guys have anything else, hit us up, but that's it for this week. We'll see you guys next week.